Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nutritionist, Michaela Shifley, the founder of KJ Wellness. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things nutrition and wellness. We'll cut through the bullshit information out there, debunk health myths, interview health experts, and give you actionable steps to help you become the best version of yourself. So go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and strap in to hear the cold hard truths about health. Welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode because I have Lauren with me and Lauren helps women to really build confidence within themselves, to empower them, which I think is just amazing. And I was saying before we even started recording, like everything that she says, you're just like, holy shit. Like that just, that is just pivot for me. That has landed with me. I need to go and, and take action in areas of my life. So welcome, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you. What an amazing welcome. So excited to be here. I'm so excited for this episode. Did you want to start off by sharing with us your journey? Like what got you to where you are today with helping people or women in this area? Yeah. Wow. How deep do you want to go? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So my journey, I'd say, well, let's start from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. I... I started dancing when I was a little girl and I, you know, from three years old and, you know, mum would drag me in screaming and crying. I was that girl that, you know, didn't want to go. I I absolutely hated it because I was so attached to my mum and all that kind of stuff. And then I started, I started to love it and I started to truly it became my passion. It became, you know, I was there every Saturday, like my mum and dad, could have probably like saved for a house the amount of money they spent on my dancing career. <laughs> and so I absolutely loved it. I fell in love and it became my outlet. So up on stage, I was like this really confident woman. Like I was just like, yeah, like this, you have the stage there and then the audience, like you can't see anyone in the audience. So up on mm-hmm. stage, I was this really confident being like I was at the front. I loved it. And I was, it was, it was my thing. It was my jam. Right. And then throughout school, I wasn't, I wasn't as yeah. confident. So when we're younger in primary school, there's, you know, it's, I guess it's kind of common for the bullying to happen and all that kind of stuff. So I was, I was in a group that I felt like I couldn't be myself around Mm. and I always felt like I was trying to fit in. I I wanted to fit in or like I would go away or I would be sick for a day and then I would come back and then I would be left out. And so I would, I was like crying every night going home to my mom. Like I hated it. I hated school. And so it was, like these two different personalities right this confident woman or confident little girl up on stage and then back in school it was like no like I don't want to be here I hate this Mm -hmm. and so and then throughout my childhood as well my my family environment wasn't the greatest so my dad was an alcoholic and I was constantly like that was tough for me as a kid and I you know, like my parents smoked and I was like, I was like a little activist child. Like I would go around the house and have like signs up being like no smoking. And like, I was, yeah. it was crazy. Um, and so, yeah, like growing through that as a child, it definitely built up my resilience. So like all of the challenges that, that came with that, of seeing it, feeling it, experiencing it 
hospital, in and out of hospital and whatnot, it, whilst it was tough, it, it, it built this, this strong woman within me, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. And, and I learned a lot that from my mom as well and, uh, you know, becoming the strong one, right? Mm. So I, I suppressed a lot of my emotions and I tried to be the fixer and do all the things all the time. And then, so I got to the end of school and I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do and I went travelling and then um, I went and danced overseas as well. I lived in New York. Like I was just, I, I was in a long-term relationship at the time as well mm-hmm. and I was just, I was, it was like my time to kind of like come out of my shell. Like, you know, I had left primary school and high school which wasn't the greatest high school was actually a lot better um but it was like it was my time to shine kind of thing and then I stepped into hospitality and to try and make my dad proud as well and then I came back and being in hospitality I, I was in stressful jobs I was working all the time and then my dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and so that was a massive turning point for me again it was a mix of all of these emotions surfacing of I have so much guilt now because obviously he got sicker and then and so he passed away the following year in 2015 and from that moment I that was when my healing journey really began as well so I noticed that I started developing all of these gut issues and all of this mm. health stuff. And um, I was actually, I actually started studying nutritional medicine at one point as well, but then I decided studying just isn't for me yeah. <laughs> at that age again. Um, and so, yeah, I'd started developing all of these gut issues. Like I was like, I kind of threw myself back into my events course and work and that was that was my mentality just kind of like okay move on like you know you've you've dealt with this and I say mm. that in inverted commas <laughs> you've dealt with this and just just move through it like you know you're the strong one you, you got this you can do this and I totally could and <laughs> it was manifesting as dis-ease in my body what I know yeah. now with the work that I do uh, a lot of the um a lot of the stuff held in our gut is anger and conflict and and grief and you know the label of IBS and whatnot and so I started my healing journey and I went to my first personal development event I had just come out of my long-term relationship as well we ended that and yeah I began like I went to my first personal development event and everything changed. Like I did my first breath work journey. Like I went to this event thinking I was going to be healing my relationship mm. that I'd just come out of. And I ended up doing all this work on my dad. <laughs> and so that, yeah, that was essentially where it all began. And I, from that moment, like I've always had the teaching in me because I taught dance as well for, you know, 16 years. Like in my dance career, it was probably about 20 years. So then I, yeah, so I did my first self-development course and I fell in love with it. I had the teaching 
already within me and I wanted more. So it kind of became like you step into the personal development world and you kind of become a bit of a junkie, right? (laughs) And so I stepped in. I was like, oh, my God, I love this. And then I started doing all of the events. You know, I went to Tony Robbins and all that kind of stuff and I – then I went, then I took myself off to South America to go and find myself, right? And I say that yeah. <laughs> again. Um, and people were either like, South America, what the fuck? Like you're going on your own. Or mm, other true. people were like, oh, my God, like that's amazing. So it was yeah. like who's on the other own, right? And it was something that I'd always wanted to do. Like if I get something in my mind that I want to do it, I'm just like, okay, like, how are we going to make this happen? Whether it, like, there may be some, I I get quite in my analytical mind, but then come back into the heart and be like, okay, this is what I want to do. So it's just like ripping the Band-Aid off, right? Anyway, Mm -hmm. so I took myself off to South America and I fell in love with it and then six weeks in COVID hit and I had to come home. Mm-hmm. and didn't have the breakthrough that I wanted and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> anyway, and then fast forward, I moved up to the Gold Coast. I decided, like, I had done that first event. I moved up to the Gold Coast and I'd only been there once. I was like, okay, like, this is the next chapter. This is the next step. And then did, like, I studied my NLP training and I the rest is kind of history. And then, you know, I fell into a community there and, you know, I was doing my coaching business and here we are kind of today. Now, now I'm actually back in Sydney again today. <laughs> and yeah, so that's in a nutshell, that would be my journey. It's my passion is helping women own who they are through like no one is determined by their past experiences. Mm. Everybody has the ability to choose and change and step into the woman that she is mm. and just get like let go of the strong mask let go of all of the shit mm-hmm. and step in and yeah I know that was super long and no but it's so yeah. powerful yeah and I think that's exactly right and I think it's so incredible that you help women do that as they are already because I guess in my field of work a lot of the time I hear and see, oh, well, when I lose weight or when I fit into this box that is accepted by society, that's when I'll be confident and that's when I'll be, you know, empowered and be able to do whatever I want to do because I'm in this little box. But it's like, but there is no magic cure, you know, losing that weight or doing whatever it is is not going to magically make you have all of this self-confidence, right? It all comes from within. Absolutely. Absolutely. These boxes that we put around ourselves, that we doing the things that we think we should do or that we think society says that we should do or family or friends, it's all bullshit, right? We get Mm. to come back to what it is that we actually want and then do the things that are going to lead us to get us to where we want to go. And even if that scares the hell out of us and that's what builds self-confidence, like that's one of the biggest things, right? It's doing the things when you're scared. It's yeah. when, you know, the palms are shaking, when like <laughs> the the heart is like totally pounding out of your chest and knowing that you everybody starts somewhere. Yeah. Everyone starts somewhere. Like you're not going to get better if you don't step out and just do the thing that scares mm. you. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I think sometimes a lot of people, because they may have felt like they've been confident at some other point in their life. So it's like, oh, well, I want to get back to that. And mm. so I guess like one of my questions for you is like, why do we lose self-confidence to, to even start with? Mm. So many, so many answers mm. to this. Let me give two. Okay. Mm-hmm. So firstly, doing the things that we say we're going to do, right? Yeah. When we, for example, you're li- I'm talking to you listeners, <laughs> you say that you're going to, you want to start a new routine or, yep. you know, eat something different or go to the gym or whatever it is. You say, okay, I'm going to go tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I don't really want to do that. Like, I'm just going to like, I'm, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. And what that does is it tells our unconscious mind. So if you were to visualize an iceberg, right? And the tip of the iceberg is our conscious mind. And that's everything that we're aware of, right? That's you know our analytical mind, our decisions, all of that kind of stuff. And then our unconscious mind, which is the part underneath that you can't see of the iceberg, right? That's underneath the water. And that's all of our beliefs, values, memories, intuition, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so what that does is it's telling our unconscious mind, oh, okay, well, you don't really do the things that you say that you're going to do. Like, well, can I really trust you? Like, okay, well, we'll we'll try again tomorrow. So then you get to tomorrow and you're like, nah, I don't really want to do the thing. And so then that sends occurrence to your unconscious mind and says, oh, okay, well, you really don't do the things that you say you're going to do. So, like, I've just lost total trust in you. I've lost confidence in you. And hence why that we then feel shit about ourselves because we don't do the things that we say that we're going to do. Whereas if you get up in that next morning, even when you feel like shit, when you don't want to do the thing or whatever it is that you've got going on, and knowing that you get to have self-compassion for yourself as well, if you do the thing regardless, that tells your unconscious mind, oh, my God, we can do this. Like even mm. when we do the hard things, we've got this. Or like we felt like shit today like, and we really didn't want to go out of bed, get out of bed, but we did it. And so then that creates integrity. Mo- I call it integrity momentum because you're living mm-hmm. in integrity with what you say that you're going to do. You do the things that you say you're going to do. So then that therefore builds your self-confidence. Mm. And it's it it's one of the biggest things that builds self-trust and self-love is is doing the things that you say you're going to do and so that's one of the things why i believe yeah we lose self-confidence and then two is it's what we as humans make things mean Mm. and what i mean by that is you've got two people right and an event happens. Let's say, let's say a, they go for, through a breakup. Each person goes through a different breakup, and so this event happens, and the unconscious mind takes it in, and it distorts, deletes, and generalizes based on uh, their values, beliefs, everything. The imprint stage is between zero and seven. So all of those values and beliefs are formed during that stage. And so what 
the unconscious mind does is it takes on and knowing that our unconscious mind takes on two million bits sorry two million bits of information are thrown at us every second so if you like imagine like a two million toothpicks being thrown at you (laughs) it's like what the fuck how can I handle this and so our unconscious mind can only take on 134 bits per second so what it does is it deletes distorts and generalizes and so it filters out all of the rest of that stuff based on what we think is important based on our experiences, our values and beliefs and whatnot that have been formed through that imprint stage from zero to seven, from, you know, our childhood or whatever has happened during that time. And so this breakup happens, right? And let's say one particular person has maybe not had the greatest childhood or didn't receive the love that they wanted or X, insert X, Y, Z reason, right? And then another person has had maybe a better childhood or has had different values, beliefs and experiences formed. And so person A creates a meaning that, oh, you know, I'm not good enough, like this is horrible, like I hate this. And person B creates a meaning of like, oh, okay, well, let's just move on, right? Mm. So our unconscious mind then creates an internal representation, so what we're making that mean, which then determines our state, which is, okay, person A might feel sad and cry and stay stuck in this in this loop and and be really upset and knowing that both is totally okay i just want to preface that like we Mm -hmm. all have our own experiences and you know this person may be experiencing it this way and the other person person b may think okay well yeah that, that was a bit shit but you know i'm feeling empowered to go on to the next person or whatnot and mm. so then that then determines our behavior, which is what we're going to do. So person A may, you know, be in bed crying for weeks, days, months, whatever it is. And then the other person may go out and find the next date or whatever it is, right? So they're determining, that's determining our behavior. And then which will then determine our outcome or our results. So, okay, what what essentially is going to happen? So... That, back to your your question of like why we lose self-confidence is, you know, these events, these experiences happen in our lives based on our model of the world and it's, it's yeah. what we make things mean essentially and we can choose to then, you know, do the inner work and, and release all of that to be able to move forward. Mm, I love that. And I think the first one that you said kind of also how, actions speak louder than words is so powerful and I remember I had a conversation with somebody one time and they were asking me because they were like well I tell myself affirmations every single day like I stand in front of the mirror and I read these affirmations why don't I actually think like that or believe (laughs) them and it's like okay well what are the daily actions that you are taking like are you saying one thing but then going and doing a completely different thing absolutely yeah and I'll even go a bit deeper on that Mm -hmm. is we can say all of the affirmations, we can say all of the things to ourselves in the mirror, but if we don't unconsciously believe it, then it's not going to do shit. Yeah. So it, it's about 
uncovering that's why the power of the inner work and you know working out what unconsciously do you actually actually believe based on what's happened in your life or whatnot and being able to rewire and if it's not what you want that is and being able to rewire and reshift it to what it is that you actually want so you actually believe the things that you say in the mirror Mm -hmm. right it's you know that's where shadow work and all that kind of stuff comes in it's all the the layers of the onion (laughs) (laughs) unpacking so much and I think we live in a world where it's almost it's easier for us to put ourselves down than it is to talk ourselves up in front of people and I even used the example the other day of even if you think back to school when you were doing a test and people would be like oh you know did you study for the test and it was like this unspoken thing that everyone would deny that they studied for the test it's like no I didn't do any work and then coming out of the test it's like how did you go and everyone be like oh terrible like no good even if you sitting in that test you actually thought that you did really well you knew all the answers or even about ourselves like if you I know growing up for me like if I was ever to say that oh like I actually think I look good in this dress today or you know anything like that or I think I did really well in that it's like oh like you shouldn't say that about yourself like be careful of you know what you're making other people feel by talking yourself up and I think like everything you were saying I was kind of reflecting on all of that and being like when you constantly suppress yourself like that surely that would also have an impact on your confidence absolutely and it's it's this thing in society right that you know it's modest to think that way it's modest to think shit about yourself like I used to have this unconscious belief that it was modest to not take compliments to Mm. not talk myself up and there's this whether you're familiar with it the tall puppy syndrome right and it's it's very common in Australia um not so much in America but Australians so for example for the listeners you imagine a field of poppies, right? And there's one that decides that it, it's it's actually growing a little bit higher. It's it's growing faster than the other people, than the other, than the other poppies. And then the farmer decides, okay, I'm going to come and chop that down so that it's at the same level as everyone else. And that's what a lot of society does. It's you know when we see someone growing or when we see someone. reaching their potential what it's really doing is it's it's bringing out something in someone else because they're not reaching their potential Mm. right and so it's why it's so important that we get to celebrate ourselves we totally get to celebrate ourselves because as you say when we celebrate ourselves we we build that self-confidence if we're consistently putting ourselves down and telling ourselves, oh, like, you know, I could have done this better and blah, 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 blah. Well, how's that going to make you feel? Like mm. your thoughts determine your state, which determine your behaviours. Like just exactly what we were talking about before. If, okay, if you're going to think shitty thoughts, then you're going to feel like shit, right? What would happen if you actually decided to, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like I feel like look at me go. How mm-hmm. is that going to increase your state and your vibration and then attract more of what it is that you want? And, you know, that comes down to environment as well, who you're hanging around with and 
Yeah, so many different. Oh my god, I, I feel like I'm just like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so good because you're right, and I think it's something that is so easily overlooked by society as well, like the whole mindset, self confidence, like working from within, and especially on health journeys. It's so easy for us to just automatically jump to exercise and food, and it's all great, but like you need to focus on more like within yourself because if you're constantly you know going from diet to diet or you can stick on something well for let's say four eight weeks but then you're back to square one again or you feel like you've failed and then it's i'll go find something else again for another six weeks and something else after those six weeks it's like okay but you know what is the reoccurring factor here of why it keeps failing and i think a lot of the time and maybe it's because it is a lot of fucking work to unpack and open all of the doors to get down to the root cause of why do you feel like this absolutely totally it's 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 about okay what's the pattern here what what, mm-hmm. what what am i what am i avoiding as well like that's one thing yeah. like i know when i <laughs> full transparency here like you know i'm a total open book yeah. like i work from home being an entrepreneur and like i'll go over to the fridge like maybe a thousand times a day right and i'm like okay cool like what am i avoiding right here oh no i've <laughs> got to do the work like what are what what am i or am I bored or what is mm. it that what what's behind this? Why am I going for the food or, or whatever it is? And when we can uncover those patterns and then essentially interrupt the pattern and do something completely different, that's when we start to change it. And I think also in terms of, of, of food as well, it's like I was saying, you know, that that imprint stage of yeah. our childhood, we take on unconsciously Mm. the values and beliefs of of our parents and our or our caregivers or whoever's around us so like potentially if i speak from experience like with my mom absolutely love her to death and yeah. you know she she loves sweets and she loves like just going for the food and so i recognized in the past that that was a pattern of mine as well or that mm-hmm. she talked quite negatively to herself so unconsciously I took that on and this is absolutely no um you know everybody's doing the best that they can with the resources they have and they you know have taken it on from their environment and their parents and whatnot and it's just you know especially in this generation now we we have all of these tools and we're learning all about this now and you know we're doing all the inner work and you know my mom mm. often says so she's like oh what's that <laughs> you know? and, yeah um, so yeah it's it's so many factors that it's it's yeah absolutely getting to the root cause yeah, and I can totally relate with that with growing up with my parents and food as well. And you're exactly right. It's nothing against them. Still love them. Like that imp- hasn't impacted that at all. But it's like now that we are aware of that ourselves, we can then change the future and change the steps forwards, which I think is pretty cool as well. When you first realize it, it, it is easy to almost pass blame and be like, oh, like, why did you do that? Or, But at the end of the day, you're right. Like you don't know what you don't know. And if that's all they know because that's what they've been taught, but we then have control to kind of break that generational uh, information being fed to us. Absolutely. Yeah. We have the power. If you're, Mm. if you've put your power in someone else's hands, then it's in someone else's hands. Like Mm. it's as simple as that. Right. So you're then becoming a victim to 
your circumstances. So it's about taking that power back. Okay, what can I do to change this? Like I mm. create my reality. It's it's all on me. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and taking that full control back and putting it on something like, well, I can do the inner work is actually really powerful in itself because you're like, okay, well, I'm reacting to all these things because there's something that actually I need to work on myself. And I think then that if you get frustrated at somebody or like that resentment, it's kind of cool to be like, oh, actually, like, let me take a, a deeper look inside this of why I'm having this reaction, why I feel that way. And I, so I, when I say like this is something that's overlooked, I think it's also overlooked in the fact that this actually has such an impact on your life and the direction that you want to go in and your ability to reach the goals, whatever your goals are. Absolutely. The power of radical self-responsibility will change your life. And it can be one of the most liberating and scary as fuck things to do mm -hmm. ever <laughs> because it's like, oh, okay, it's literally on me. Mm. I have the power to change this, to change my circumstances in any given moment. And every situation outside of us is a reflection of our internal world. We are creating it in any given moment. So when we can come back to us and be like, okay, how is this me? How am I creating this right now? And it's by no means to blame ourselves. I mm -hmm. remind you, please, mm. by no means to blame yourself. It's to come back to, okay, how can I create this? And that's where we, you know, I can start talking about perception as projection and sometimes it can be, okay, I've potentially done this in the past or maybe this is what I need to do more of now and how can I change this? How can I show up differently or how can I resolve this within myself so that it is reflected in my external world mm. and yeah. I don't think it's an easy thing to do either and I know <laughs> for me personally as well like working in a large weight loss company for such a long period of time I saw how many people do pass blame so quickly and so easily as well like even if it's small things of like how was your week you know how did you go on the food side of things and it'd be an automatic oh terrible because my husband had to pull the biscuits out every night so i had to eat them because he had to pull them out and you know it's so bad that he did that it's his fault and it's like but it like let's you know break this down a little bit is it his fault sort of thing and you know it's, i was like oh well i told him not to buy them so they shouldn't even be in the house and it's just it's so easy it's like almost a natural instinct to be like it's not my fault you know it, it's it's because this happened or somebody did this so i think it's actually hard to take that step back and be like I have to take responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, it's the power of, you know, reacting versus responding, right? In, in that moment, it's like, oh, it's his fault. Oh, he didn't take the, take the garbage out or, you know, he bought this, he did this. Okay. How we, we're not determined by our experiences where, you know, things happen for us and we get to choose how we respond to it. So mm -hmm. if you want to feel angry, then fucking get angry. Great. But if you want to actually move forward and yeah. take responsibility, then like, okay, cool. Like I have the power to manage my state right now. Like no one else has that power. Mm. Mm. It's so cool. I think I remember one time you were talking in your stories as well, like just shifting that energy as well, like 
whether it's releasing it, just like letting that energy, whatever you're feeling as well, just shifting it so you can kind of come back to your clear state of mind to think logically about like what your next move is or like what's actually going on, which I think was really powerful when you shared that as well. I was like, mm, that makes so much sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's one, it's a thing that I do with my clients as well. And mm-hmm. if you, in the moment, if you're feeling angry, if you're feeling sad or whatever it is, like in particular anger is an emotion that a lot of people deem as wrong. Yeah. Or they deem as, you know, they could be terrified of it. They could be, you know, or maybe it's become destructive in the past. So they make it mean certain things. Mm. However, when we can actually transmute it essentially and scream into a pillow or mm-hmm. scream out in the middle of, you know, a park or whatever it is and just allow that emotion to come out the lightness and the shit that comes out basically Mm. is so liberating. Like I do it with a lot of my clients, like, you know, they come to my place and they're like, oh my God, I didn't think I would be doing that. And then, you know, the next week they're like, holy fuck, I'm a totally different person. Like, you know, I'm doing this, this and this and this and this. It's like all of this emotion is manifested in all sorts of parts in our body and you know it's such a big thing with health right it's emotions unresolved negative emotions create disease in the body and so when we don't release them when we don't feel them hence you know my story as well like I I wasn't feeling my emotions um I, I even went through there was a time I got back from South America and I at the time was given the news that I potentially had ovarian cancer and I had like, it was a 95% chance. And I remember it was the most, I was like crying on my bed. It was horrible. And it was, you know, that was a, a massive turning point for me again. And then it turned out that it wasn't. And I, you know, I had the surgery and whatnot and it comes back to like these, these emotions that where it was a number of other things as well, but these emotions, once again, my gut, like, you know, that that's a thing for me because we hold so much emotion in our gut. When we can release that, oh my God, like so powerful, mm. like so, so powerful. And I say a lot of my clients have, you know, come to me and experience certain types of dis-ease in their body or, you know, like endo or, you know, PCOS is quite common and whatnot. And a lot of this is we get to feel our emotions to be able to release and and help that. Mm. It's so cool. But, like, Mm. I think it's also, I guess, like, until you kind of step into the space as well, you don't really know how much no. you can unpack either all, all of the different ways that you can actually start to work on yourself. Mm, absolutely, yeah. It, it becomes like a, the layers of the onion. It's just like there's always something. Oh, my God, another thing, another thing, another thing. Mm. And I'm like, ah, oh. but it's great. It's one of the most powerful, liberating journeys you can mm-hmm. ever go on. Like mindset yeah. is your like you are your biggest asset yeah 100 percent. and i think we we definitely live in a world as well where it's so easy to compare to others and then that mm. self-comparison almost 
affects you being able to show up unapologetically yourself because you're like, oh, well, they're doing it better or but they're there, so I shouldn't be saying this or doing this type of thing. How do you find mm-hmm. kind of breaking that down? <clears throat> One, everybody goes to the toilet. Stop pedestaling people. Mm. Everybody goes to the toilet. Everybody gets up in the morning and puts their clothes on. Yeah. Stop pedestaling people because that's putting someone above you, right, and keeping you in the pit. If you were to visualise, someone's up on it, like one of those, uh, what do you call it, like, the boxes when oh, everyone yeah. gets like the medals, First, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Podium. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, podium. There we go. <laughs> and it's like you're putting people up on that box, right? Up mm. on that pedestal. And you're keeping yourself at a, at a lower level. But know that everybody goes to the toilet. Like everybody, <sighs> everybody has beliefs about themselves. Everybody, maybe they have just been putting in the work, the extra work in their field, in whatever it is that they're doing for a longer period Mm -hmm. and they just keep going. And especially on social media, Mm -hmm. it's a highlight reel for a a lot of people. There are, you know, some people that that show the, the lows as well. However, if you're on social media and you're comparing yourself and, you know, I say social media because it's probably 99% of the people are on it and obviously the people who are listening to this, I, you know, we're yeah. watching it through some form of social media, um, is consume less, create more. Mm. Whether you are in business and you just unfollow the accounts that don't make you feel great or that make you feel like shit or that, and then, you know, there is a deeper level to that. Then you get to uncover, okay, well, why are they making me feel like shit? And then, you know, you do all the inner work and then you just get to a point where you're like, meh, okay, this is cool. And then go and create more, whether you're in business, go and create your own content, like stop looking at other people and do what you want do what lights you up. And if you're not in business, if, if you don't have a social media, then how can you create more? Go and dance, go and move your body. What's creative for you? Go and have a be- create a beautiful meal, go and do an, a workout, whatever it is, whatever's going to light that creativity, that fun, go, just go and have fun and know that everybody goes to the toilet (laughs) and has has their own like has their own stuff Mm, yeah and the followers one I remember you said that once before and I took it literally I was like okay like (laughs) if I do see something I'm like oh like I was gonna create something about that but now like I have a bit of a block because I've seen what they're posting about it so now I feel like what if people don't like my version of it? Maybe I, you know, like, and there's just all of those thoughts that go through it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to clean out like who I follow mm. to make it. So whatever I post is just like coming from 
within me rather than like seeing mm. someone else and so I think I had followed like over 600 accounts or something like amazing that. <laughs> it has been a game changer now when I go on social media I use it rather than abuse it like I go on and I feel everyone mm. I follow like inspires me motivates me makes me feel good um and like I just leave having ideas of what to do on my own rather than comparing to what other people are doing Mm, it's so powerful and the thing is is that if we're comparing to other people or taking on other people's advice or sorry not advice or their ideas and utilizing that then it's essentially coming from them right and and people buy us people buy talking from a business perspective people buy us people buy our energy so if if there's something that's out of alignment and it's taking on someone else's ideas people feel that like you may not think that but people feel that people know it and they might not even know why but people feel it they and they buy you for you your energy so when you Mm -hmm. can just fuck the noise (laughs) when I got to that point and I was just like oh my god like there are carbon especially in the coaching industry there are carbon copies everywhere like you know it's the same kind of post everywhere and I was just like oh like okay what's coming from me what do my audience want to hear what would I want to hear okay this is coming from me and when I made that shift so like I got people reaching out to me and like oh my god your content is this this and this oh my god I love this and I got so much more engagement as well because Mm. it's coming from me like I'm human as well like I went through my period of like oh, this person is doing this and, oh, look at all this and this and this and this and this. And I'm just like, oh, no, <laughs> come back to me. Yeah. Like it's so powerful. Yeah, game changer. Yeah, I love it. It's such a shift. And I think even if you're not in business or coach, like it is something that you can do is when you do go on your social media, like how does it make you feel? It, like, and even if it's subconsciously, because I know even when I went on, because I still have like my private account that I had before I even started my, my business. Um, even when I used to go on that, I was like, when I would go off it, I wouldn't feel great about myself, whether it was, you know, what I was doing or what I had coming up on the weekend or what clothes I was wearing. Like, did I have the new thing in fashion? And I was like, this is just an awful feeling to have coming off something like that. Like, I don't need to kind of have that in my days or in my life because every time I, but it was also kind of like, it was addictive as well to go onto that, to be like, well, am I meeting up to like the social norms or society's needs type of stuff. And I found it really, really triggering. But I think getting to the point of being like, okay, well, I can actually then control what I see. Absolutely. Totally. Like, yeah, you nailed it on the head. You can control what you see. You have the power to unfollow people. You can choose to see what you want to see on social Mm. media and yeah, when you can get to that point, it, it's a game changer. It's like, you know, you get stuck in the scroll hole, right? I call it 100%. the scroll hole. Like, you're just like, oh, my God, this is making me feel like shit. Like, but I'm still going. I'm still going. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, you know, you pick up your phone and the first thing you go to is Instagram, but it's so unconscious because it's so ingrained in you now. So what I do now, or what I've done it for, it's like I can go through stages of it, is I delete my apps mm-hmm. a couple of times a day because it's just like so consuming. So when that's not there, like, you know, when you wake up in the morning and, you know, Mm. you go straight to your phone or whatnot, it's not there. It's like, ooh, now I actually have to take an extra five seconds to download it 
but it it's interrupting the pattern to be like huh no I know that this is I'm doing the thing that I said that I was going to do I don't want to look at social media okay so I'm going to go and meditate instead I'm going to go and have my cacao or whatever it is and yeah that just interrupts the pattern and it's powerful Mm, so powerful and I think social media is another one that's really easy to pass blame to oh but you know like social media this well you do have control over and like iPhones nowadays as well you can even go in there and you can actually set times of when you can access the app or you can set time limits on it as well so you have there's so many different ways like deleting it but also putting limits on like whatever you want to do to take that step if it is impacting you you can do it Mm. it's crazy but again Mm. like you just have to take that responsibility another thing like when it comes to taking responsibilities I often hear a lot of people talk about like well she's lucky or yeah but she just you know gets x y and z and I don't know like one thing I guess is how do you remove those limiting beliefs to then actually get clear on how you want to live your life and take those actions because a lot of people will look at other people and be like oh well I want that but you know she's just lucky that she has that because of her upbringing or because you know who she surrounds herself with or she just got lucky and it's so easy to I guess like project that onto other people when maybe you aren't clear on what you want in your life Mm, absolutely Choosing to believe the stories that we tell ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and knowing that it's all just a story. It is all just a story. And, okay, if you were to imagine your mind is like the Buckingham Palace, okay? Yeah. And, or your unconscious mind, you know, it's the Buckingham Palace. And there's a lot of shit that happens in the Buckingham Palace, right? You know, there's a lot, clearly. You know, you've got the royal family doing all the things. You know, let, let's say it's a party at the Buckingham Palace, right? And the queen is in there. But, you know, there's all, you know, there's the servants, there's the butlers, there's, you know, whoever is at the Buckingham Palace, right? And then there's also the security guards at the front. And, you want to get to the queen, which is who you really are, right? Mm-hmm. Without all of the party goers, without all of this sh- And imagine the party goers and the royal family or all the thoughts, all the negative thoughts, yeah. all the beliefs, all those stories, oh, she's just lucky, she's got this, blah, 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 blah. And so imagine being able to filter through all of them and to get straight to the queen, mm. right? Instead of having to go through all of the butlers and, and, you know, cut past security, like really, like that you can just go straight through. And when we can do that, and that's the power of subconscious work, that's the power of doing the inner work and shadow work and all that kind of stuff is removing all of that shit. And I'm referring to the real family and the, that, not a a great association (laughs) but like you're moving through all all of the people like you know you're you're crawling through the crowd kind of thing to get to the queen and you get to the queen and that's that's the woman that's who you really are without all of the limitations Mm -hmm. okay and when you can get to that point it doesn't matter what other people are doing it doesn't matter about her being lucky. It doesn't matter about, like, who gives a fuck? 
because mm-hmm. you got straight to the queen and the queen is you. It, without all of the, and knowing that, you know, they're still going to be party goers every now and then and you get to have fun with them mm-hmm. and you get to dance and drink and whatever and then they eventually leave and then you may have another party and then they leave, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, I can't actually even remember your question. I've just kind of gone on a totally different tangent. But basically the power of li- like removing the limiting beliefs yeah. is getting to who you truly are as a person and fuck the noise outside everyone else. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's all just a story. When you can stop focusing on everyone else yeah. and just focus on you and what you want, you get what you want instead of complaining and comparing and being in victim mode, Mm -hmm. comparing to everybody else. Yeah, it's so true. And some, one of my friends said to me that she heard this quote and it was everyone dies, but not everyone lives. And I was like, Mm. so true. Like absolutely getting to that queen in your, and I'm a very visual person. So I loved that analogy of it all. (laughs) Like, that's you also living the life that you want to be living because you're showing up as the person that you want to be, which is yes. so cool. Yes. It's so exciting. It's so liberating it when you can just get rid of all of that shit and be like, huh, I'm me. I'm doing what I want. Like I know what I want. And yeah, the power of knowing what it is that you want instead of just going around in circles or doing what you think society wants you to do or your family and friends and whatnot, when you, like, come to a deep knowing, like a core of, like, fuck, this is actually what I want to do. Like, it, well, for me, like, I'm in a place where, like, it makes me cry. Like, have yeah. a why that makes you cry. Like, what do you want? Oh, my God. Like, this is what I want. I'm doing the things and therefore build your self-confidence because you're doing the things that you say that you're going to do to get what it is that you want. And if mm. you don't know what you want, then you get to work out what that is. But it's, yeah, it's so, so liberating. Mm. I 100% agree. Nah, that's so powerful. Now I have some quick fire questions for you. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> First one, what is one thing that you must do every morning to set your day up? Oh, uh, I'm a rebel, so I don't have the same routine every single day. Of course, I'm going to give you a question and answer like this, uh, but it would be either a mix of meditation, going out for a walk or to the gym or mm-hmm. having my cacao and doing a visualisation. Okay, love it. What's one thing that everyone can do every day to improve their life? Connect to their creativity, to their creative flow. Have fun. And whether that looks like dancing, Mm -hmm. having a good meal, exercising, whatever it is, just let go, get out of your head and into your body and do something that lights you up every single day. I love that. I think that's so cool because I was talking to one of my clients the other day and reflecting back on what were some things that she enjoyed doing as a as a child to like kind of help with de-stressing. And in the end, she came up with playing music while cooking dinner and she was like, that was the best fucking experience I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I felt Amazing. so good. And I was like, 
sometimes it's just the simple things, isn't it? That just like light you up and just like when you connect. And I think sometimes we take such a serious outlook on life all the time. It's like, oh, well, I can't dance around in my kitchen because like I'm an adult. But it's like, no, <laughs> who the fuck's stopping you? Like, do it. Exactly, right? We're just we're just big kids mm. that are, you know, suppressing this inner child that wants to have fun, to be unapologetically themselves because that's what kids are. They mm. don't give a fuck. Mm-mm. And, you know, as we get older, all of these societal beliefs and everything, and I could keep going on about this, but it's like these walls, these boxes keep coming. Yeah. I keep forgetting. Yeah. Absolutely. What's your favourite quote and why? Um, two yep just do it mm. like because yep literally you just go and do it and two it's not anyone's quote but it's something I say to myself is but did you die or mm. are you gonna die so just go do the thing like if I, I get worried about what someone thinks of me or what what's going to happen if I do this on social media or whatnot, come back to you, okay, well, is it the end of the world? Did you die? No. Okay, cool. Move on. I, love I know that it's a, so it's a little much. bit morbid. <laughs> no, I think it's great. I honestly do because it is so easy to get up and caught up in the small things that are, I guess, stopping you from doing something that you really want to do when you're right. At the end of the day, like, is it that bad? Like, did anybody get hurt? Did you burn a house down? Are you still alive? Yes, you are. Like, can't be that bad. I always say that, like, with a lot of my clients, especially around food as well, when we beat ourselves up so much about what we've eaten, it's like, but you're still alive. You're still breathing. Like, because you ate that extra biscuit or you had extra chocolate, in the grand scheme of things in life, it's not that bad. Mm, Absolutely. It's really not like we complicate things as humans so much. We, you know, it comes back to what we make things mean, right? Yeah. And it's just, yeah, powerful. Mm -hmm. So one question that I love to ask all of my podcast guests is in the distant future, when you are looking back at your life, what do you think will be your biggest achievement or one thing that you will be most proud of? And this might be something that you've already done, or it could be something that you are hoping to do in the future. When I look back, I'm proud of running my retreats internationally and events internationally. And I've kept my business going and I'm in a beautiful relationship and with a family and, yeah, I'm really, really proud of the women that I'm working with that have come mm-hmm. to my events that are just owning who the fuck they are. That makes me like that. goosebumps and <laughs> yeah, all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Because what a cool impact to be having on people. Mm. Like it's literally, you're ch- like, you're literally changing lives. That's pretty mm. fucking awesome. Yeah. It's so good. I get oh, exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so tell the audience, do you have anything coming up that you would like to share with them and where can they find you? Anything coming up? Uh, well, I'm heading to Bali in the next in the next four so weeks. So exciting, yeah. Uh, which is super exciting. So that's in terms of um, personally what's coming up. Um, 
it, look, in, in terms of coaching, I, I've got a group coaching program that's four weeks and it's all about activating the feminine within you and mm-hmm. owning the woman that you are. And then I've got my one-to-one coaching program, building confidence of a queen and events will be coming soon, which is really exciting. And oh, Instagram is, yeah, absolutely. Instagram is um Lauren V E N A B L E S underscore. Yeah, and I will put that in the show notes as well, so they have easy access to go over and have a look at everything you offer. Thank you so much for joining us today, and I really hope that a lot of the audience get something. I'm sure they will get something out of this and really walk away having some new ideas and aha moments of how they kind of want to live their life and build confidence within themselves. So thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. It's been absolutely amazing chatting to you, Michaela. Thank you. And, yeah, builds the confidence of a queen. What an incredible episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Naked Bonus podcast. I absolutely love all of the feedback and the aha moments that you guys sent me through. So if you did have an aha moment or you're like, oh my God, that really landed with me today, I would love to hear what it is. So just head over to my Instagram, which is KJ Wellness with three S's. Send me a DM because I really do love connecting and hearing from all of you. But I will talk to you all in the next episode very soon. Don't forget to like, to subscribe to the Naked Wellness podcast. If if you're on Apple podcasts and you're feeling extra nice today, it would absolutely mean the world to me if you could also leave a review. But you enjoy the rest of the day of the night and I'll talk to you very soon. Bye.